Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. It is Thursday, December 22nd, and this is People Every Day. Hello again, you beautiful people. It's me, Janine Rubenstein, back here with you as always. Today, we are sitting down with Without a Trace and Rush Hour actress Rosalind Sanchez to talk about her new hit show, Fantasy Island. But before that, we're continuing our look back at 2022 as we break down the biggest movies and TV shows of the year. So much to discuss, so let's jump right in. Princess Kate has a new title. King Charles has named his daughter-in-law, Kate Middleton, as the honorary Colonel of the Irish Guards. The Princess of Wales has been honoring that guards regiment most St. Patrick's Days since marrying into the royal family back in 2011. Can't believe she's going on a dozen years as a royal. Uh, During the parade, Kate is usually spotted sporting a green ensemble to greet the Irish Guards, so it seems like a fitting match for her. But one of the things that makes this new title even more more interesting is that she's taking over the role from someone she knows pretty well, Prince William. Back in 2011, Queen Elizabeth gave her grandson, William, the title just two months before he and Kate tied the knot. And you may recall that at their wedding, William wore the Red Irish Guards officer uniform for the ceremony. But don't feel bad for William losing his title. He just got a brand new title a few months ago. His father named him Colonel of the Welsh Guards during the speech he gave the day after Queen Elizabeth's passing. Which makes complete sense, given he's, you know, now the Prince of Wales. I thought after yesterday we covered all the royal news of 2022, but there's always something new happening with the Windsors. Justin Bieber has a problem with H&M. The clothing retailer recently started selling Justin Bieber merchandise that featured his image and lyrics on sweater dresses, phone covers, canvas bags, you name it, which sounds like a great way to move merchandise considering Bieber has a rabid fan base. But on Monday, the pop star took to Instagram and told followers to hang on to their money. In a story, the Peaches singer wrote, I didn't approve any of the merch collection that they put up at H&M, all without my permission and approval. SMH, I wouldn't buy it if I were you. And then in a follow-up post, he slammed the H&M merch, calling it, quote, trash, and urged his fans not to buy the items. In response, H&M has pulled all products bearing Bieber's name and likeness from its website and stores. H&M previously commented to people about the ordeal, saying, quote, As with all other licensed products and partnerships, H&M followed proper approval procedures. H&M released additional statements to news outlets saying, quote, Out of respect for the collaboration and Justin Bieber, we have removed the garments from our stores and online. No word yet if Bieber and the clothing retailer are looking to mend things, but it definitely seems like something somewhere along the lines went awry. Who knows if they'll be able to patch things up, but... You know, after such a public debacle, it does make you wonder. Is it too late now to say sorry? And now, let's turn our attention to TV and film and take a look back at the biggest and best shows and movies of 2022. 
Continuing with our best of 2022 series, today we are diving into television and film. Awards were handed out at the Emmys to actors and shows that have once again become water cooler topics as people were actually able to chat at the water cooler with one another in their offices. And blockbuster films returned in a big way. So here to break down the best of the big and small screen this year is senior editor for TV, Brianne Heldman, and senior news editor for movies, Nigel Smith. Hi, guys. Hi, Janine. Hi. Well, let's start with television. We had the return of Paramount Network's Yellowstone, The White Lotus, making everyone run to social media to share their theories and, and make memes. And then The Bear, which came out earlier in the year and earned Jeremy Allen White a Golden Globe nomination recently. So, Brianne, what was your must-watch drama out of 2022? Well, Technically, I think they're calling it a comedy, but I would say The Bear really was the standout for us. It was people's, in people picks, it was, it really is an outstanding experience watching this show. It is, it is dramatic, it's funny, it's all of the things that makes you feel really anxious at varying points. It is a behind the scenes look at a restaurant that is trying to kind of save itself there's a whole mental health angle to it. It is really, really special. The other show that I really loved this year that I feel is not getting the love that it deserves is The Offer on Paramount+. Plus. This is the behind-the-scenes series about the making of The Godfather, which yes. just mm-hmm. floored me. This movie should not have happened 16 different times. People died. The show is incredibly well acted by Miles Teller and Juno Temple and Matthew Good, who deserved an Emmy nomination he did not receive, but he did get a Golden Globe nomination. A couple other big highlights for me, Abbott Elementary, but also opposite of drama is Ghosts, which also launched in 2021, but admittedly, I didn't really get into it until 2022, and it's having a stellar Season two, do not sleep on this CBS comedy. Well, Nigel, let's talk blockbusters. They were back in the theater in a big way. Top Gun, Wakanda Forever. They were the films that people actually flooded back to the theaters for. What did those films do to really galvanize audiences to go back and pay money and order popcorn and sit down? Well, what they got right was that they're actually really great movies. And so often you get these sequels that just don't really match up to the original. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and Top Gun were both sequels that delivered on emotion, delivered on thrills, visuals, great storytelling, and they didn't feel like factory-made sequels. They got to the heart of what made the original so special, and they propelled the story forward with, mm. with advancements in technology, and especially in Black Panther's case, a really, really beautiful way to pay tribute to Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. And it was made with such love, as was Top Gun, and I think moviegoers could tell based on the reviews and based on the word of mouth that these were special experiences that they had to have in a movie theater, something that you really can't get at home. Well, what do you think the rom-coms and some of the other movies that, you know, may have gotten the critical acclaim, but just didn't get the turnout that they wanted? What can they take from this? What were they doing wrong this year? I don't think they were necessarily doing anything wrong. I mean, you had Ticket to Paradise bringing together two of the biggest stars in Hollywood, Julia Roberts and George Clooney. So they're doing everything right in terms of the star power. But unfortunately, you know, with streaming and with everything coming on to streaming so shortly after a theatrical release. I think a lot of families and couples and people are just 
willing to wait those few weeks to see it on a smaller screen. And unfortunately, that has affected the box office. People will only go see these big blockbusters, especially in 3D or on IMAX, if they want that that experience and yeah. they want to spend the money. Tar, it's a Kate Blanchett Oscar vehicle, fantastic film, a hard film. It's it's three hours, so maybe people will enjoy it more on their couch where they could take breaks and enjoy <laughs> their snacks. It's a great film with probably her best performance. And Barbarian, it's an incredible genre movie. I love horror films, and this is one of the best horror films I've seen in recent memory. It was a very small budgeted film with no major stars, but now it's on HBO Max. I'm telling everyone to see it. If you like horror films, if you like unexpected, twisty narratives, you have to check it out. It is so full of surprises. Well, guys, looking to the end of the year and into 2023, what should we be looking out for and paying attention to in film and television? Brianne, I'll start with you. What's coming down the pipe? Okay, well, I'm really excited for this show, Kaleidoscope, coming to Netflix on January 1st. It is a heist series. It's very Ocean's Eleven-y, heisty. But all of the episodes, except for the finale, can be watched in any order. And Netflix will be serving them to viewers in a miscellaneous order. They're, they're not numbered episodes. They have color names. And the finale is white, I think. So I'm super excited to see what that experience is like. Apparently, you notice things and you can rewatch and things will connect and I cannot wait. I am also really looking forward, of course, to season two of Yellow Jackets that's coming in March. I know that sometime this year we're going to get that Queen Charlotte Bridgerton spinoff and I'm super excited for that. Mm, Oh, that's fun. And Nigel, what are you thinking for movies coming up? We actually have a lot of stuff still coming down the pike just in December alone. So we have the Whitney Houston film, I Want to Dance with Somebody. All Mm -hmm. of Whitney's fans are obviously clamoring to to see this film. It's reportedly her life has been given the Bohemian Rhapsody treatment. Uh, It's a big screen spectacle and a tribute to one of the best singers of all time. Babylon. Uh, This film's coming out Christmas Day, and it's already been nominated for a bunch of Golden Globes and Critics' Choice Awards, but this is Damien Chazelle's big love letter to old Hollywood. It has Margot Robbie, and it also has Brad Pitt in a nominated performance as a silent film actor. And you have to see this one on the big screen because it's sure to be divisive, but the spectacle, you can't recreate that on a small screen. Oh, guys, thank you. This was such a wonderful trip down recent memory lane. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Happy New Year. Coming up, we are joined by the incredibly lovely and talented Rosalind Sanchez as she takes us behind the scenes of her hit show, Fantasy Island, and shares what it's been like working with her husband on their podcast. But first, 2022 has certainly left its mark on all of us. After the break, we are flipping the script a bit as I sit down with one of my favorite people everyday people, associate producer of this show, and my girl, Fallon Harge, to discuss the biggest moments in pop culture to us this year. Stay tuned to hear what made our our OMG That Happened list.
Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This year has been the year for the most scandalous celebrity drama and jaw-dropping moments, really. For this segment, we're switching things up a bit, and I am going to introduce you to one of our team members here at People Every Day, associate producer Fallon Harge. Now, Fallon is always out on red carpets and looking fabulous and working up research and interviews for the show, always ready to, you know, ask the Harge questions. See what I did there? (laughs) And she is going to interview me as we discuss the cultural moments that really impacted our social feeds this year. So Fallon, meet the people. Welcome to this side of the show and hit me with your questions. Hey, Janine. Okay, I am so excited to flip the tables on you. I'm ready. All right, Janine. Let's start off with one of the first where were you in moments of the year when Will Smith slapped Chris Rock live on stage at the Oscars. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? Uh oh, Richard! <laughs> oh wow! Wow! <laughs> All right, so tell me, where were you when the slap first went down, and what was your initial reaction? I was on the couch, actually, still in full red carpet glam. You guys remember I covered a red carpet live show, and I did not go into the awards. I actually like made a beeline for home so I could watch, and then I was going to change and go out to the parties. And man, I'm sitting there. I literally have like my daughter, Raimi, on my lap, <laughs> and we're all like kind of watching, and this happens. It was chaos. My job was just wide open. And I remember Doug, my husband, saying, that's fake. That's staged. It's a stunt. And I looked at Will Smith's face and I was like, that's that's not a stunt. Like, he's mad. He's big mad. Yeah. (laughs) What about you, Fallon? Oh, my gosh. So I was sitting on my couch watching. And at first, I didn't think it was real. I thought it was a, a stunt. When I realized it was real, I just took my phone and started texting everyone saying like, did you guys see this? Twitter blew up like crazy. And that's when I realized, okay, this was real. This was not a moment. This actually happened. (laughs) Well, another pop culture moment that had everyone in a chokehold this year was all the drama surrounding Don't Worry Darling. And people are still talking. Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles, and we all know they're now broken up. We can't forget about her ex, Jason Sudeikis, and how he played into all of this big scandal. So looking back on everything from the custody papers being searched on stage to the, the behind the scenes drama to the salad dressing, what sticks out the most to you? 
I would have to say the custody papers being served. She's like up there promoting a movie, working, and this dogged messenger, you know, is sitting in the front row, just hops up and hands Olivia Wilde custody papers, like in the middle, like in front of all of these fans. It was just wild to me. And it took the drama between her and Jason to another notch. So for me, it was on stage as well. I mean, just imagine you are up there for work doing your doing your job. And then all of a sudden this happens out of nowhere for everyone, the entire crowd to see. I mean, for me, that just makes me know that her ex was really mad at her and really jealous of her <laughs> new boo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's end things on a happy note. Now, after she was detained in Russia for most of the year, where were you when you heard the news that Brittany Griner would be coming home? And and what tenets did you glean from her story while she was detained in Russia? Wow, we were covering this one in and out all year, right, Fallon? It feels like, goodness, I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm the, the, like, this was like the little bit of something that I needed because this year was tough, but... Hearing that Brittany Griner, who we know was detained for ridiculous reasons and, you know, was facing nine years of her life in a foreign country, in a foreign prison system, got to come home and we saw it and we saw her meet back up with her wife and we know she's safe and sound. That just was like the warm hug of the news that I needed. And it made me just realize that it matters so much, like to put this news out there, to spread the word, to put the pressure on our officials, to stand up and and speak out and say things because it can have a change. You know, we had Angela Rye on the show multiple times, and she is just, I, I credit her so much for just being that trumpeter of what was going on and really being able to kind of move the needle in Brittany and Sherelle's favor. Yeah, I think it really sparked a lot of debate. And I was just really happy to see how the world, the entire world just came together and supported her in solidarity. And I just hope that she continues to use her cause and her platform to support others who are in dire situations like hers. For real. Well, Fallon... Oh, my goodness. Even going back over this, I can't believe some of these stories happened this year. But so cool to relive some of these moments with you. Thanks, Fallon. Thanks, Shadeen. Today, we are joined by someone who may be more than a triple threat. She's a singer, songwriter, dancer, actress, producer, and writer. You may know her from her roles on CBS's Without a Trace, Lifetime's drama Devious Maids, or from her current Fox hit show, Fantasy Island, all about a Pacific island that's fulfilling fantasies, but with a twist. Now, for me, it will always be Isabella from the Rush Hour franchise. That was one of my favorites. Please join me in welcoming Rosalind Sanchez to the show. Rosalind. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, my God. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Well, let's start with Fantasy Island. It's coming back for season two on January 2nd. And fans have been waiting to see what is in store. Back in July, you posted on TikTok that the summer premiere was going to be delayed. So tell us why the switch to midseason and what can we look forward to in this new season with your character, specifically resort owner Elena Rourke. Yeah. So, you know, what? we want to believe and we're hoping. Actually, you know what? This is what happened. Fox is so happy to be a part of the actual full lineup or the mid-season lineup. It's huge. So we so much appreciate that they moved us to to the big leagues. You know? <laughs> it, it was a little crazy to hear that the turnaround for the second season was so long because you're always scared that the audience are going to forget about the show, that, that the gap is way too wide. 
But we believe that we have a good product and people that enjoyed the first season are very much looking forward to the second season. I am so proud of this show. You have no idea. It's like my little, it's like my baby. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, you are married to actor Eric Winter, and people know him from recurring roles on The Rookie or The Good Doctor. And the two of you have a podcast together, right? He said, like, Ella Ella Dijo. Ella Dijo. She said. (laughs) What made you guys do that together? When I was pregnant with my first daughter, Sabella, which is going to be 11 now, so 11 years ago, I got approached by a big company. They wanted us to do like a reality TV about like a biracial couple, actors trying to make it in Hollywood type of thing. I went back home and I said, Eric, you know, I just took this meeting and I had no idea that they were they're actually offering us to do this. And he was like, absolutely not. <laughs> I was like, you're crazy. It's like having cameras follow you all, all day long. It's like it's a re- recipe for disaster. So he's like, we're very private. So it passed. And then years later, we have a close friend that works at iHeartRadio and she knows our dynamic and everybody always laughs a lot with us because we're extremely different. We were like Mm. opposites and nobody understands how we was now 17 years together, two kids later. And people always go, how the heck do you guys make it work? Because you guys (laughs) disagree on everything. But it's funny. You know, we do it with respect. We do it with honesty. It's easier. It doesn't feel as complicated. And we're able to just connect with our fans and and people that follow our careers in a more intimate way. So I have a suggestion for some guests for your podcast. I think you should have on uh, Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you that I am manifesting because I read that. They are developing the work in Rush Hour 4. Yes. So I know. I have so many people on social media. Oh my God, God bless them. Everybody's so supportive saying, you need to be a part of it. And I'm like, I have no idea if I'm going to get called. Because usually the old me was like all over my team, like, you better make this happen. It's like, let's call right now. This time around, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to manifest God. I would love to, but I leave it up to you. You know, so let's see. (laughs) Well, now you have something else coming up. New Year's Eve. You are one of the co-hosts of Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve with Ryan Seacrest. And you're going to be live from Puerto Rico for the second year, dropping the ball. And Puerto Rico had another just tough year of hurricanes and all of that. You are Puerto Rican. Why is it so important for you to just bring this party to that space? The visibility that the island gets to have, the amount of eyeballs that are going to tune in and do the countdown in Spanish. I think we need it. You know, Puerto Rico depends a lot in tourism. And this is a great platform for people all over the United States to to see the island, to, to yeah. see the beauty and the energy. And, you know, Puerto Rico during Christmas and the holidays, specifically New Year's Eve, it's a huge party. It's about community and family and, and getting everybody together. It's, it's massive. Last one, as we come to a close on 2022 and you are looking into 2023, like so much going on. What are you looking forward to most for your family? My kids are growing so fast. I, I don't want to have happy children. It's one of my resolutions is we want to move to a new place and we found this place and I was talking to this numerologist. I believe in <laughs> numbers you know, and numerology. And she was saying about the importance of whatever new place we get to fill it with fun for the kids. It has to be mm. a house that the kids are smiling and laughing 99% of the time that it's just fun. So simple. I was like, okay, I think my kids are pretty happy. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> they're very funny. So I'm sure they're fine. <laughs> you know? 
And I was like, you know what? What a beautiful way to start 2023. Let's create an environment for children of just love and yeah. fun. Rosalind, thank you so much for being here. Enjoy the holidays. And guys, be sure to check out Fantasy Island returning to Fox January 2nd and tune in to ABC on January 31st to see how Rosalind tears it up in Puerto Rico on Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve. Thanks. Perfect. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Well, I love this time of year, all the cookies and cozy meals, and of course, I love giving presents, but sometimes it can be a little tricky figuring out who wants what for the holidays, but I never have to worry about that with the kiddos, as this very cute and very excited little girl shared with the folks at Recess Therapy, kids aren't afraid to share exactly what they want. Someone get this girl a backpack unicorn. (laughs) One minute she is just so overcome with excitement. But then, you know, she's also thoughtful and apparently has a knack for picking out what everyone else wants for Christmas. What do I want? You want a TV! Yes, I do want a TV! He wants a book! It sounds like Oprah's favorite things over there. (laughs) You want a TV? She wants a book. Just so cute, and she knows exactly the secret to getting these gifts. You know, just go to sleep. We go to sleep, now we can get presents for everyone. Merry Christmas! I love it so much, and I hope Santa brings her that backpack unicorn. Well, you guys, that is our show for today. Thanks, as always, for listening. We will be back with you tomorrow to close out the week and to close out 2022. That's right. Tomorrow is our last show of the year. I can't believe this year has flown by, seriously. But I'll save all of my formal goodbyes and well wishes for tomorrow's episode of People Every Day. 